Welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Jay Vaz, and you're watching the Jay Vaz Show, music and entertainment at its finest. We got a special guest with us today, but before we get you there, make sure you follow us on all the social media pages at the Jay Vaz Show. Check out the website, thejvazshow.com, and make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can find the video version of this interview and all of our other interviews. And as I said, we got a special guest with us today. She is the medicine girl. Hey. Carolyn Rodriguez, how you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, excited about this interview. Um, Me too. I, I grew up a big Dope House fan, so any artist that I got introduced through Dope House, yeah. it's been like my thing to be able to interview them. And, and every every time I get to sit down with somebody, it's like dope. It, you know, yeah. Outside of being media, it's kind of like a personal thing to be able to sit down with y'all. So thank you for your time, first of all. And, Thanks for um, having me. And like I was telling you, we're going to get into your history, uh, mm -hmm. get to know you know, Carolyn before she was Carolyn, I guess. So one thing that, that I found pretty interesting because I feel like we've embraced you as one of our own, one of our Texas artists. Mm -hmm. um, but let's get, let's start from there. You're mm -hmm. actually not from Texas. No, I'm not from Texas at all. I'm, I was born in Durham, North Carolina, and I was raised in Fayetteville. So, but um, I always wanted to move to Texas because I had some neighbors that were from Texas. And for yeah. some reason I was like, I'm going to move to Texas I like the people there. I'm going to go there. Texas is dope. I'm like, Texas is dope. Yeah, and then I, I, but I didn't expect to end up in Texas, so. Yeah. Um, how did you end up in Texas? Just like, um, really, uh, the sound kind of, the sound always had attracted me, the, the music sound in Texas, like in Houston specifically had always attracted me. Um, and when I was in high school, uh, I used to sell dope, so I came down to Texas, Fort Arthur, to do that and um that was back in the day uh so yeah when i went down there that's when i started hearing like dj screw and like all this houston music because they have were playing it on the radio stations down there and i was like dang and then i started going back up to where my mom was at in arkansas and like jamming that and then when my parents split up um that's why i was in arkansas to begin with my parents had split up and my dad moved to huntsville texas to go teach at sam houston and my mom moved to Arkansas when they split up. So I left North Carolina from there. Yeah. And I went with her. So I was in Arkansas for three years, and then I had to leave to get out of there. Cause I, it was it was like going from a, a city to like a, a small town thing. Yeah. And um, my dad was in Huntsville, and I wanted to go to college there and because I liked Houston. I knew it was close to Houston. So I moved in with my dad and went to school there and graduated from there, and then I went to Houston from there. I, I stayed yeah. in Houston. Arkansas, I had... I Hardly ever meet anybody from Arkansas. We used to we used to work in Arkansas, pick blueberries and shit when I, when I was oh, really? a kid. Yeah, my mom's from there. Yeah, my whole um, mom's side of the family is from Arkansas. Used to go to Little Rock. Yeah, that's where she's from. She's oh. from Little Rock. Yep. Yeah. So that's why we she ended up going back over there because yeah. her family was there. Um. So I so I think when I personally got introduced to you, or I guess when I started to hear you more, was after they did a uh, Dope House Family. Mm -hmm. uh, you did the hook on there, and then you you had the last verse on there. And yeah. I was like, who's this? So that's when we got introduced to you. Um. How exactly did you get into, you know, being in that track, being, you know, working with Dope House? Was there previous work from that, from Dope House that we never got to hear? Or or how, how did you get there? Yeah, there is actually previous work that has, like, never was released or anything. But um, it actually was just, like, uh, me looking for uh, studio time. I was in a chat room one day on 97.9, and I was looking for studio time somewhere. And a guy named Rob hit me up, and he was like, I have some studio time for you. I was like, well, I got $100. This is my first song had ever recorded that I wrote because <clears throat> I hadn't done anything like that before. I hadn't recorded like my own stuff. I had done a few features for people in Huntsville, like 
on those analog machines, but I hadn't done my own song. So I was like, I finally had my own song. I wanted to record it somewhere. So I was just looking for that, and he gave me the address, and it happened to be Dope House Records. And then I ended up doing some stuff with a group called DFO that Payne, the producer, had, which was like me, uh, the Twin Berettas, which was Coast and Quota at the time, a guy named Rob, and Juan Gotti. And we did a lot of stuff together. And then I actually was on Juan Gotti's um, album with Warner Latina that he released, John Ghetto. That was the first album that I was actually on, a commercially released album ever, was Juan Gotti. And then after that... Um, I had already met, previously met, actually previously met SPM before that and recorded something at Happy Perez's place, but that never got released either. So, I mean, I did do a lot of stuff and had yeah. known them before that, but it just never came out. The Juan Gotti was like the first the first thing that was ever released. And then the Wind Devil Strike with the Dope yeah, yeah, family and all the other songs. We got, yeah. I, guess, like, so that's, mm-hmm. I guess that's when, and honestly, see, because I guess that's when you got my ear because before that, I did have the, the John Ghetto album and I, I don't remember, you know, I, like, yeah. I don't remember hearing you on there. Um, it was actually a song I had written and Juan Gotti was like, I want to use it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> take it. The song's not Try- even properly, I'm properly mixed. Like I'm telling you, like it was, it was just like that. He was like, I love it. See, I want to use it. And yeah, from that, that was it. And that's um, Gotti is like the person who put me on anywhere. Like if anybody saw me anywhere or knew me on a stage or seen me perform, it was because Juan Gotti took me there because that's when I started touring with him. And I was actually like, I managed him for like a really short, short time. But uh, yeah, I was, I was on the road with him and that's, that's where you would have seen me perform or anything was cause he was the one bringing me everywhere. Yeah. And then when that album came out, you know, we were doing more touring and stuff like that because I, people were starting to know who I was. Like you said, yeah. that was the one where people really started to know who I was. So then that's when I finally was like touring off of that too. And I was working on my album. So um, at what point did I guess Dope House take you serious to where, or were you ever signed to Dope House? Or no, you- I was never signed to Dope House. Um, I was gonna release my my Medicine Girl album under Dope House, but it never happened. Like it was gonna happen, and then it just at the time we were just communicating through letters. We didn't have a phone. Uh, TDC didn't have phones. Yeah. Until uh, sh- a few years back, but back then we were only communicating through letters. I did visit sometimes, but. It just never happened, and I don't. I, I'm that just that person that's like I don't want to wait on anybody. I had music that I had already gotten put together, the whole album, so I just put it out myself. And then from that point, I just started putting out more albums and more albums, and just doing it myself. Yeah. So I always released everything independent. So, 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 see, that's that's dope of you to represent Dope House as hard as you do, and you were actually never really signed to Dope House. Yeah. Like, and 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 we get we get that a lot from I guess Dope House artists. And I, and I talk to shut them down folks. It's like, what is it with the labels that y'all feel so proud to continue to represent? Because you know, for for D Town, he passed away a long time oh, ago. Yeah, R.I.P. D Town. Yeah. And for those guys to still be going hard for shut them down, mm-hmm. it speaks a lot on on you know how they feel about the label, who ran the label, or whatnot. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely like my reasons definitely have to do with not just like singing on these albums, you know, not just. I mean, I pretty much, I've pretty much had every role at Dope House Records you could think about. Yeah. Every role you could think about. That whole catalog, from Hillwood to everything, when iTunes first started, I actually was in the office. I was supposed to be their royalty accountant um, and and do some publishing stuff. And then I ended up putting their entire catalog on iTunes, and I learned about digital. I was right there during the digital transition, so I was able to do all that, and I learned so much. You know, I learned so much being there because of all the different roles that I had, and then. After the office, SPM took me out of there and was like, I need your help 
to put out these albums because we were communicating through letters and the producer Payne, I mean, he was doing everything. You know what I'm saying? When you're working with someone in prison and you're trying to put an album out, which had never been done yeah. the way we did it, it was like he needed help. So I, I stepped in to help Payne. And from that point, it never stopped. It was always, we were always the team, yeah. the production team that helped put this stuff together. It was me, Payne. Sometimes it was Slip, which is co-step brother. Sometimes it was Dan Workman. Um, but we became that team. And and that's why. And he always told me, you know, like, you're dope house. Like, you're you're always going to be dope house. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you represent that. He always told me to. And I, of course I would. Because I, like, I, like you say, you know, like, you just go hard for something. Yeah. You go hard for somebody. And so, like, but it wasn't just that. It was like, that was my blood, sweat, and tears in those albums, you know, from When Devil Strike all the way down to this last one, Telephone Road. You know, yeah. like, a lot of work goes into putting out a prison album when you don't have... Uh, lyrics on it's it's just it's it's a lot of it's different it's different yeah. and, and, I, <laughs> and i don't think you know sometimes you know of course you have your fans but i don't think they appreciate the fact of or i guess they don't know how hard it really is to be able to put these projects together and i mean just the idea of what you know from what you're telling me just to think about it like okay there there is a lot of more than just you can't mm -hmm. just show up to the studio and no and, yeah yeah it's Cause I know I talked to Shadow about it and he was telling me how they were recording SPM's verses and I was like, man, like that's... Mm -hmm. And I was with Shadow too. Whenever Shadow was over there, we were working on Telephone Road, it was me there with Shadow every single yeah. day. Every day. You know, um, so I did the same thing I did with Payne, with Shadow. And, and this is a question that I, uh, I had told one of my friends who were going to have you on the show and, and they just wanted to know... I think I know the question, but I don't know how fluent you are. You speak Spanish? Sí, hablo español. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because yeah. she speaks Spanish. Like, I don't know. I heard her singing in Spanish on a song that came out last year, Tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah that was my first uh, kind of like little Spanglish deal I decided to do. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of that, do you ever plan on doing like a Spanish project or? I don't know. If the situation presents itself, I definitely will because I've been doing a lot more Spanish collabs since I dropped that. Yeah. I've gotten a lot more Spanish uh, collab work. And I have like two other Spanish songs on my album that's coming out down the song whisperer. So, I mean, I'm kind of like, I need direction though. I'm not, it's not my natural genre yeah. or, you know, language to do it in English is, even though I know Spanish, I'm fluent. It's different when you're writing in Spanish songs. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just like getting my feet wet with it. And it's not something I'm just trying to let it go organically, but I do know that all the collabs I've done in Spanish, like they've been fire. They've been great. They've been fun. So I, like if somebody were to present me with that, I would do it. Oh yeah, because because I, I remember I heard that song. I think it came out like in December, right? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. And I was like, like man, I had never heard her speak Spanish. <laughs> I was like, watch out. Yeah, and, my uh, mom actually writes in Spanish. All her songs, all her songwriting were Spanish songs. Like she yeah. would write like, you know, Argentinian tango music and stuff like that. So my mom's like the Spanish writer. Oh, so you come from a family of musicians, and it, it ain't just. Oh no, yeah. My mom, my mom writes, produces, sings, uh, everything. My dad plays a guitar, like all that. Have you ever done any work with your mom? Yeah, well, we did like a cover before, but I, I mean, I grew up like singing with my mom and my dad. So it's yeah. like, yeah, my dad would play the guitar and I sing. So he was um, telling me like that. I think I, that I was like five years old and Linda Ronstadt came out with this um, 1930s album where she was doing like 1930s songs. And he was like, you knew every song. He was like, you were just five years old, like singing all, everything acapella. Like you didn't even need the cassette. <laughs> like you just like knew all the words, everything. He was like, that's dope. Because I was like, when did this like start? You know, I asked my dad one day. He was just like telling me about the Linda Ronstadt thing. I'm like, oh, my God. So, yeah, I guess that's why I can I can go hard acapella anytime the DJ messes up. 
Have you ever thought about doing like an actual mm-hmm. song with your parents? Like, yeah, involved one way or another. Yeah, my dad has actually suggested some mariachi songs to me and some other stuff. He's like, I think you would do well doing this song or this song. So, I mean, my mom, she's always like encouraged me to do stuff. Yeah. So, I probably will. It's just like getting them; they're far from me. Yeah, most people's family lives here or around them, and my—I've never been around my family. I've always been thousands of miles away from my family. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's why I was like, man, you're, you're, you know, coming from a family of musicians would have been dope. You know, it would be dope to be able to do mm-hmm. something with, with either, you know, your mom or your dad or in some kind of form. Yeah, you're um, right, because they're the ones that like where it came from. So, yeah. So uh, at, at what point did you, um, I guess, at what point did you feel you were dope house, dope house? Um, whenever he told me that, I mean, whenever the Dope House Family song, that whole album came out because I knew that not only was I, like I said, not only was I like, he, he told me I was going to be the one singing for him. He wanted me to sing on all the songs, but like helping put the albums out. Like, I mean, being part of that, like knowing that you are part of history, that you, you know what I'm saying? That, that I already knew by then because I was already heavily involved doing everything, um, to help put those albums out. So it was like, I already, I already knew that at that time. Yeah. And pretty much, like I said, I had, had like every freaking job there already. So it was like, it I just, am dope. <laughs> it was just like a natural thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and he, well, he told me to represent it. So I was like, yeah. And then everywhere I go, I mean, that's how people knew me. Even if I were to say, Oh no, I'm not going to ever represent it again. You know, that's impossible. It's yeah. impossible. Everywhere I go, it's like, Oh, Oh yeah, it's sh- yeah, yeah, it's that chick for all oh, these SPM dope house, it's dope house record. Yes, yeah. so it wouldn't matter. It was just, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so one of my questions was, um, you know, you obviously we know you as Medicine Girl. Mm-hmm. How how did this name come about? That was SPM. He gave me that name because I was asking for different titles for my album. I was like, man, I can't come up with a title for this album. Like, do you have any ideas? And he gave me a few, and that was one of them. And I was like, I like that. And that was it. Just and the name it. stuck. Then people started nicknaming it when the album came out. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we thought, I said we, because like I said, me and my friends yeah. were talking about this and we thought it was something that, you know, we had previously. And then when you told me earlier I was selling dope or what, I was like, oh, maybe she brought that from when she was in North Carolina or whatever. No, not really. I mean, it's kind of like a metaphorical thing, you know, like yeah. medicine for your soul, like music, you know, like it's medicine, oh, see, like it's therapy. Houston. Yeah. <laughs> well, that too. But I mean, it's like... I don't do that anymore, yeah. but like when, but he knew that I used to, so maybe yeah. it was like that, all that put together. Yeah. Um, one of the compliments that we wanted to give you as, as we at the beginning of the year, we did a top 20 uh, list and we had you on there. And one of the compliments that we thought was pretty dope was when the pandemic hit and nobody could get anywhere. The fact that you put this idea together or have the tour, how did the idea of having this, uh, oh. <laughs> your pop-ups and, now you know you weren't really able to do concerts or anything like that, but you were you were able to pop up in different cities mm. and still interact with the fans. Like how how did that idea come about? Well, I've been wanting to do it. Um, like I used to do it in my car. Like I used to meet up with fans, and I would say, "Hey, you want to meet up and get some merchandise or some signed stuff?" I'm on my way because I was always traveling, always driving, you know, across the country to go do work in California because I ended up I did sign with uh, with Silent Giant Entertainment. Yeah for a while and I had put out some projects with them with Pocos Pero Locos. So I was out there going back and forth like, like a crazy person, like just driving. And I was like, I need to make money, get to the next place. And I want to, you know, plant seeds here. So I would meet up with them. So, and I always thought because I would see like that Mr. Capone had the buses and tour, but I was like, man, if I just had my own bus, if I just had my own bus man, I could do this in my bus, I wouldn't have to, 
be in this car. Like I could live on it. Like I could literally live on it. I could actually like, you know what I mean? And it would yeah. be like an advertisement. It would be like a moving billboard for me. And then I wouldn't have to worry about doing this in my car. Cause this, this here is like slow. This is slow grind. Yeah. But if I had that, you know, it would spread the word quicker cause you'd just be a moving advertisement. So I'd, I'd been wanting to do it. And I was actually just about to buy that tour bus right before everything shut down. I was about to buy it. You can ask Athena, my manager, who's here. She was with me. We were about to go buy it. And the place she, ended is up. Is she lying? Is she lying? No. <laughs> and we got quarantined. Like, that was when, right before they said 14 days, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, quarantine, right before the quarantine. And this place, like, Gander or something, on the north, they shut down. I'm like, okay, okay. So, like, a month goes by, and I'm like, man, what do I do? And then this, the things, you know, for the loans was coming up, and I was like, I don't care. You know, like I, maybe, maybe this is the time to get it because like everything's like shut down and I just think this is the time to do it. Maybe, you know, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to get a loan. And if this loan comes through, I'm just going to do it. So the loan came through. I was like, okay. And I, and I got it yeah. and I went and got it. I, um, I found it online and we went all the way to Tyler. We picked it up and I told Athena, I was like, I want to get this bus on the road within like uh, a month. It's got to be on the road within a month. This has to make, this is a business. This is a mobile store. So Boom, we got it wrapped, we got it on the road. And then um, it was just like figuring it out from there, you know? It's like, you're in the dark, but not really. Because yeah. I had kind of already known the routes from when I used to sell in my car. So I knew the places to go. Yeah. It was just a matter of like having a bus. That's a whole different story. But I did have like the foundation and that stuff and I knew where to go. So it was kind of like building it from there. Yeah. So And we're still going through stuff that we got to learn. We're still going through so much learning stuff but at the same time man when i look at where we started in august and like now i'm like oh my god like i look at footage because we're doing a show also we're putting out a reality show about the tour about touring during the pandemic called the rona rules so that's the other thing we're doing it's dope yeah which yeah. i don't think anybody's doing that either so no. you'll see you'll see what we've been through like with the people because it's been like a very humbling experience it's been like an emotional experience because we have fans and this coronavirus is real. This situation is real. And being out there with the, all those fans and they all have their stories, you know, and yeah. family members or people that we couldn't see because of COVID or it's just, it's, it's like heartbreaking. And at the same time, it's like, it, it's like empowering because like, you know, that if you can make people feel good by just showing up, you know, to their town or whatever, yeah. And nothing else is going on. You can make people feel a certain way. You can make them feel good. Like it just gives you a sense of purpose. It just gives you a sense of purpose. Like that, that's all I wanted was to feel a sense of purpose and not just be sitting at home during the pandemic, like doing nothing. And yeah. I've been wanting to do it. And I was like, I, yeah, I can release music online, but right now I'm just not even feeling this shit. Like I like to go into the studio with the engineer. I like to have that feedback with the producer. And at the time it was like, I guess I could record stuff at home myself. You know, I can record myself, <laughs> yeah. but I, it just wasn't the, it's not not the, the same. same feeling, yeah. So I was like, let's just get hit the road, man. Yeah, I remember when y'all got the tour bus at, from your stories. I used to see you on, on a few stories, <laughs> and I was story, like, oh, yeah. they got the bus going. And and we were like, yeah. that's that's dope, man. Because like I said, everybody's just at home at that time doing nothing or just waiting because it's not going to last that long. Yeah. So here we are a year later and it's still here. I know. And to see you guys put that idea out, there's like, that's, it made I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast, but yeah. it, it gave me an idea of how I wanted to do my podcast. Oh, that's so dope. Um, but I still want to talk about yeah. it because then they might take my idea. Right, right. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. But um, so 
you actually you're about to go on a tour with with the with the bus. Um, what cities are you guys going to be hitting up? So this time we are heading out west towards California um, because I'm going to get a new rap put on the bus. So everything's about to get revamped um, for the new album, the new tour. But we are going to San Marcos, San Angelo, Big Spring, as far as West Texas. And then we're going to hit Hobbs, Roswell, Albuquerque. Uh, we're going to go to the Res, of course. Mad shout out to the Res. Always showed mad love to us. We're going to go out and see you guys because the tribe, their tribes just opened up. Uh, you know, coronavirus yeah. in public. They're they're not um, run by the state rules. So we're going to go to some of the reses like Zuni, Pueblo, and um, Gallup, uh, Shiprock, and then hit Flagstaff. And then we're going to head on to the IE in California, man. You know the IE got mad love for the medicine girl, so we got to go <laughs> hit the IE, the desert, go through like all of that, Victorville. So, yeah. So the this show that you mentioned about doing all of this, is, is it going to be from the get-go, from when you, when you first got it, the bus, to including these... It's going to be from our very first trip with the bus. We'll probably do flashbacks of like us, you know, because Athena and I have a little bit of footage of when we actually, I actually purchased the bus that day. But mainly we're just starting from, we are starting from the very first day we hit the road, which, you know, shout out to the driver, Larry. Larry, the driver, man, you're going to see, he's going to be the star of this freaking show. Uh, <laughs> but Larry, Smitty, me, Athena. And then, you know, we had Juan Gotti on the tour a couple of times, you know, uh, we had Q on the bus with us too. So, I mean, you're going to see like the evolving of it. Cause even at me looking at the old, so I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't know what I was doing at all. <laughs> we were just out there freestyling it. <laughs> Heck yeah. And it's still somewhat of a freestyle cause yeah. you got to watch out for the elements like the weather. Stuff. You can't it. control. Oh, but you're doing it. That's, that's yeah. what's making the difference. You know, cause sometimes we all get scared of, I don't know what I'm doing or what if I mess up. Just do it. And we were in masks. Let me tell you, we were in masks for most of it, right, Athena? We were in masks for like 90% of the tour. In masks, signing autographs, taking pictures because we didn't want to take off our masks. You know, we wanted to make sure that we set a good example for people because it's just like it was just so bad everywhere, not just here. And um, But now I've, I have had the vaccine. I've had my two doses of vaccine. You know, even though I'm vaccinated, I'm still like, I'm still like, urge everybody to just yeah. like, if you haven't been, you really should keep your mask on. Cause like, you know, it's just, it's just real out there. Yeah. I feel attacked right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, I know Texas is relaxed on stuff, but I know the businesses still like, no, wear your mask. But yeah, yeah I'm just, it's just, it, just when you see what it's caused everywhere, not yeah. just here, we are all in the same boat for the first time in our lives. Every, the whole world is in the yeah. same position. And it's like, I just, I just want everybody to know that, you still got to be careful if you haven't been vaccinated or whatever. Just yeah, ah, <laughs> never again. But, but anyways, I do appreciate y'all showing me the love on the top twenty artists, man. Like, you know what I mean? I've even though Houston, I'm not from Houston. I'm not from Texas. Like Houston are the ones. Like I said on my song, like Houston made me. You know, like I am Houston's artist. Like whenever yeah. I go anywhere, I always rep Houston. Like it's my home now. I've been here longer in Houston than I was anywhere else. Yeah. So I mean, Houston's my home. Even though I wasn't but, born here. But it looks like Cali's taking you away from us now. Nah, you know <laughs> what? I love LA. I'm always there anyway. I yeah. love LA. LA's another second home to me, man. I love that place. Like, yeah, it saved my life going over there. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah. that was it's a lifesaver. And I love going over there and making music with all the artists over there. R.I.P. to Stomper, who just passed, another talented artist that I got to work with over there. Yeah. I do wanna say like an apology, because whenever we, whenever we're, we're doing the list, uh -huh. I remember Krim said legendary. 
And I was like, Legendary, she's still fairly new. Then I started thinking, like, <laughs> what the hell are you thinking? She's been around for, for a long ass time. <laughs> then I started thinking of all since way back when we first heard you. And that's why it was important for me to ask you, you know, if there was other music besides that. Because I know you've been doing, you know, yeah. you've been in the game for a long time. But at the time when he said that, I was like, she's still fairly new to the game. And then I, re I you know, it came to my head. I was like, well, I'm not going to stop the camera new now. New like, to the scene, but yeah, not to the game. Not to the game. <laughs> so, that was not true then. But it's true now. So I just wanted to publicly <laughs> apologize for my reaction when I was like, legendary, oh, no. she's new, man. What are you talking about? Oh, I but, didn't even know that you yeah, said that. <laughs> I didn't say that. But when he said that, I was like, oh, okay. in my head, I was like, I don't know, man. She's still kind of new to me. But no. Crib's on yes. my mixtape. Betty Crocker mixtape yeah. that we put out. I, Gotti's on there a lot, but Crim was on there too. Shoot. Shout out to Crim and the whole Crim yes. script folks, man. They're my people. Yes. Um, Known them for years. Love them. So let's talk about your new project. You mentioned a new project that you're going to be redoing your your bus. Okay. Talk to us about this new project. Okay, so it's called The Song Whisperer. And it actually is an album that I was going to put out through Dope House again. Um, put out a lot of stuff through Dope House, a lot of singles. But this one, I'm going to end up doing it myself just because, you know, like I, like I put most of the, uh, you know, with the work and the investment in the song whisper so i'm gonna go ahead and put it out and it's just been kind of long awaited i haven't put an album out in like six years so that was the only thing like i know somebody mentioned that like she hasn't put an album out i know i haven't i put out a lot of singles with no album so this is coming out um it's gonna be a whole crazy different album just like all the other albums have been um i have great features on there let's see i got a new song with milton bradley that's on there i got uh conejo on there you know, so I always have like try to have like my Texas and my Cali people. And then, you know, we have a track that's like, it's going to be a killer, man. It's, it's, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about it too much right now because <laughs> it's kind of a surprise. But yeah, we've been working on the video for that one. So that one's going to have an all star cast on that song. And, um, and of course, I have my brothers, Lo G and Juan Gotti on the album. I always got to have them too. Like, that's a necessity. When can we expect this album to drop? So I'm literally waiting on some mixes to get finished on the tweaking and we're working on the artwork now. So I want to say within the next few weeks, I'll be having everything together. I just don't want to say a date because every time I say a date, like something happens. Yeah. I had like a really, yeah, like some crazy stuff happened to me and my back and I couldn't walk for like two weeks or sit up or stand and it just like pushed everything back. So now I'm just not going to say a date. Few weeks, hopefully. So, so it'll be around the time when you start touring. Yeah, I'll be on. Hopefully. I'll be on the road. I'll be on the road, or I'll be coming back from the road probably when it comes out. Because like I'll come back and then I'll leave again. And so, yeah. so these last couple of singles are they going to be on the project or were they just? Yes, they are. Like the tonight, tonight, single? and homeless is on there tonight, and real as they come, those three are on the album. Dope, dope. I was yeah. wondering, I was like, I wonder if these are just singles that she put out, or you know, we're going to be seeing. The oh whole no, that's project. from the album. Yes, yes. The dope. other singles that I put out with Dope House are going to actually be on the Purity 2 album that's coming out. It's a compilation. Of there's a Purity 2 album. Yep, there's a Purity 2 coming. So I think I saw that like 20 years ago on an SPM booklet where it said, <laughs> finally. We have a whole um, Screwston album that never dropped too. That's all. That's really good. Like, yeah. It's got everybody on there. All the HL people. Yeah. Well, um, Start on tour next yes. uh, next month, correct? Yes. Next month. Actually, this month now. This May. Yeah, we're in May. Thursday. I leave Thursday. Yes. Dang. I keep thinking we're in Three April. Days. I, I'll tell you off. Well, I'll tell you now. I <laughs> thought we had the interview tomorrow. I'm at the house just chilling. I live like an hour and 45 minutes away. Oh, dang. And then when, I'm glad you said, I'll see you in a bit. I was like, wait, what? 
<laughs> I would have totally done days. it tomorrow too. I got my dates all mixed up. We, it's my birthday, so we about to jet to the go eat. About something. to go celebrate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, happy birthday again. Thank happy you. birthday. Uh, thank you for making time for us. Of course. Uh, thank we'll you for having me. We'll be on the lookout for, for the pop-ups. We'll be on the lookout for the uh, singer. The song whisperer. The song whisperer, singer whisperer. Was... It's not a country album. We got asked that by a lot of people. It's <laughs> not a country album, okay? It's some can, can it's you some do, Can you do country? Rap. Is that what you're telling us? You can't do country? I cannot do country. Do country. No. <laughs> no. The song <laughs> whisperer coming out later on this year, um, the next couple of weeks possibly. And... Um, Social media page at Carolyn Rodriguez. Yep. And do you have any merch that people should be picking up right now? Man, I have all kinds of merch. You go to dopegirlmusic.com, www.dopegirlmusic.com, and there's some exclusive to the bus merchandise. So if you catch us on the pop-ups, you'll get some stuff that's not on the site, but got a lot of merch on the site. Alrighty. Well, once again, Medicine Girl, Dope House, yes. and the Song Whisperer joining us today. Yes, sir. Carolyn Rodriguez, thank you for making time for us. Thanks for having me.